we're going to share a few thoughts about strategic planning. Some of you have been involved in it. Some of you may have not been involved in it. And today we're going to take a little journey. Now, suffice it to say, in the next 45 minutes, I cannot possibly help you uh, to get through the process. But what we want to do today is we're going to take a few minutes to review the process to talk about some of the advantages, some of the potential advantages, maybe a few of the pitfalls. And then before we finish today, we're going to have several individuals who have been involved in working on planning in their specific organizations to just share a little about their personal testimony, what it has meant to them, some of the um, benefits, maybe some of the struggles they've had, and to show you that it is something that's possible even though it may require some work. Most things in life do require a little work. First of all, I want you to know that strategic planning is called for in the Bible and the spirit of prophecy. Yesterday, I really appreciated Tim. He said, we're going to show you that you need a mission and vision from the Bible and the spirit of prophecy. Today, we're going to show you that you need a strategic plan from the Bible and the spirit of prophecy. The king said to me, what do you request? So I prayed to the God of heaven, and I said to the king, if it please the king, I ask that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's tomb, that I may rebuild it. We all know the story of Nehemiah. He was on a mission. God had given him a mission. God had given him a vision of rebuilt walls. And Nehemiah was now standing before the king, and the king says, what do you need to make it happen? So Nehemiah was on a mission. While Nehemiah implored the help of God, he did not fold his own hands, feeling that he had no more care or responsibility in the bringing about of his purposes to restore Jerusalem. With admirable prudence and forethought, he proceeded to make all the arrangements necessary to ensure the success of the enterprise. What was he doing? He was planning. He was planning for the success of the enterprise. Now, I find it rather interesting. Um, there is a school of thought that all we need to do is pray. In fact, there's a spirit of prophecy quote that says Jesus made no plans for himself. That day by day he would get up and he would pray and God would reveal to him what he was supposed to do. So we're, we're going to try and balance this just a little bit. We're going to go on with this. The example of this holy man should be a lesson to how many people? All, All the people of God, that they are not only to pray in faith, but what? Work. To work with diligence and fidelity. How many difficulties we encounter, how often we hinder the working of providence on our behalf, because prudence forethought, and painstaking are regarded as having too little to do with religion. This is a, what kind of mistake? What happens when you go to the grave? You're dead, right? Okay, so we don't want that for our ministries. We don't want it individually. And it's a grave mistake if we are not taking high regard for this. goes on to say, it is our duty to cultivate and to exercise every power that will render us more efficient workers for God. Careful consideration and well-matured plans are as essential to the success of sacred enterprises today as in the time of Nehemiah. Do you need to plan? Is it in harmony with the counsel we have in the Bible? Is it in harmony with the counsel we have in the spirit of prophecy? So don't be afraid to plan. Don't be afraid to call your team together and say, we're going to spend some time and we're going to spend that time planning. We'll spend some time later working because a plan generally generates more work for you, not less. Is that right, Stephen? <laughs> and for those of you who have been through the process, you understand what that means. So why do we need strategic planning? It's possible that there could be a mission change or adjustment. 
We have been challenged to clearly look at our mission and vision and to clarify it and to reduce it and to continue to do that on not just a single time, but on a regular basis. It could be that there are organizational uncertainties. Do you think there's any uncertainties in the world today? Yeah, they're all around us. (coughs) They're all around us and inflict us every day. How about this? Do you ever have challenges with your organization trying to decide what to do? Hmm. Should we do this or should we do that? All right, fundraising. Do any of you struggle with the challenges of fundraising? Hey, we could use an extra few dollars to do this project. How easy is it to do that? Do we have a plan in place that helps us to do that? How about this, resource allocation? Where are we going to devote the resources we have? They may not be many. They may not be monetary. It may be personnel resources. It may be resources of time. But where do we devote those? Performance evaluation. How are we doing? It's an important question. Organizational effectiveness. Are we being effective at what we're doing? Those are some of the reasons why we need to consider strategic planning. Strategic planning determines where the organization is going over the next three to five years. Could be shorter, could be longer. You can make a strategic plan for one day. Hey, if there was an event that happened in your institution and you were trying to figure out how to deal most effectively with it, Your best time may be spent sitting down with your team and deciding what to do and then going to do it rather than just going out and sending everybody helter-skelter to do whatever they thought was best. Strategic planning is a management tool. We have different management tools. This is one of the tools we have. It helps the organization do a better job. It helps to focus the energy. It ensures members are working toward the same goal. It assesses and adjusts direction The purpose, why do we do it? It's not to decide what should be done in the future, but it's to decide what should be done now to make the desired things happen in an uncertain future. Okay? It's not necessarily, hey, next year we're going to do A, B, and C, but it is what are we going to do now so that we can have an end result that we really desire? And so it takes time, it takes energy, it certainly takes effort. So here you are in the present, you have a desired future, how do you get from the present to your desired future? How do you find that path that takes you to that desired future? If you don't inherently know what to do, which most of us don't, then it's important for us to go into a planning process that will help us to know what to do so that we can go from our present situation to a desired future. Think about your organization for a moment. I want to ask you something. Is your organization doing, uh, reaching, has it reached its maximum potential? Are there some things that you think your organization could do in the future that it is not currently doing? So you're here in the present. You have a desired future. This is simply a tool to help us know how we can move from the present to that desired future. Strategic planning is the process of determining what your organization intends to accomplish and how you will direct the organization and its resources towards accomplishing these goals over the coming months and years. Could be short term, could be long term. What are some things that strategic planning can theoretically accomplish? Now, uh, 
Brother Tim told us something yesterday that I thought was rather good. He said that even with your mission and vision, if you take that and you say, well, good, that's done, and you put it up on the shelf, of what value is it? Is that any value? No. So it's not just about the process. It's not just about saying, yeah, we did that. We've got a plan. We've got a mission and a vision. We, we made a plan for what we're going to do, and we're going to look at that in a few years. But it's about figuring out how to implement that. I have found that actually to be almost more challenging than coming up with the plan is the implementation process because we deal with people that forget and sometimes we forget that we already decided that. Sometimes we forget that we already have that figured out and we're walking around working hard trying to do something that is really not what we even need to be focusing on. We get distracted. And so coming back to the plan over and over again, using it as a real tool. If you're a mechanic and you have a set of tools, there's some tools you use more than others. If you're an electrician, you have a set of tools. There's some tools you use more than other tools. That's just the way it is. Well, in management, the idea that you have stopped to think about the future and make a plan to go from the present to the future is a tool that should be used very regularly. It should, in fact, probably be used almost every day, if you want to say it that way. You should be able to say your organization's mission and vision statement and to know its values and to know what you are working on that day and how those things fit together. Wow, that was a mouthful. Can you repeat your organization's mission statement? Maybe, let's see, almost. Uh, well, you should be able to clearly say it. Maybe not in the exact words, but in a few sentences, very clearly say it. And every one of your staff should be able to say it. Now, we're not going to do that exercise today because we did that exercise yesterday. At least we talked about it. How do, you, how, do you, how do you inculcate that into your staff? How do you put it into their mind so that they are not confused about what your mission and vision is? Okay. Strategic planning can accomplish the following things carefully used. I'll, I'll qualify that. Okay. It can help you to determine priorities. It can strengthen leadership. It helps to define the measure of success and accountability. It forms the basis for evaluations. It builds energy and momentum. It broadens participation. It builds stronger programs. It may improve your finances. It helps you to analyze critical issues. It will help you to focus on excellent work because you're not going to write something down and say you're going to do it if it's probably not a good idea. Hopefully, you're not going to do that. Okay? Expected results clearly establishes the purpose of the organization. It communicates your goals and objectives to your constituents. Helps to develop a sense of ownership. It ensures the effective use of resources and provides a way to measure progress and builds a strong team. And that was yesterday's assignment too, wasn't it? Tim talked to us about, or Mark, talked to us about the team, right? How do we do that? Is, this is one of the tools that you can use to help your team come together. Critical steps in the process. What are some of the steps that are necessary? This first one looks rather... Um, like a small thing, we would say. It's no big deal. Organize the process. Okay? Well, if you've ever done this, you recognize that that may be one of the harder steps to actually organize the process. Uh, a few hints here. Um, you don't want to leave anybody out. 
Who is your organization accountable to? Do you have a constituent base that is concerned about your organization? You certainly have a board of directors if you are a 501c3 organization. You want to involve them. Do you have clients, a lifestyle guest, students um, of one form or another that you are involved with? They should be included in this process. Do you have customers? Maybe you have a restaurant. You have customers that come to your restaurant? Well, you should know. Are you meeting their needs? Do a survey. Find out what these people think. Get them involved in the process. Invite them to come in. Say, we're going to do some planning. We'd like to have your input. So organizing the process can be a significant part of this. And if you leave people out that are vital to what you do, they will come back later and say, that's your plan? That's wonderful. But I didn't have any input. Why didn't you include me in the process? Oh, what about donors? What about a few, including a few donors into this, where they would come and they would sit down with you and help you to go through this process, work through this process to clarify your organization's mission, vision, values, and where you're headed and how you're going to get there? Do you think they would have more buy-in to where you're headed if they did that? Absolutely. Well, organize the process. Don't skip that step, okay? Clarify mandates. What's important and who is it important to? Determine purpose and direction. Assess the external and internal situations, environments, okay? Identify critical issues. There's a process, it's called SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Now, there's different processes you can use, but that's one of the processes in strategic planning that a lot of people use to look at how they're going to figure out what the issues are and how those issues will be looked at. Define or redefine your mission, your vision, your core values. And, and these things are important. I really can't put too much emphasis on that. Um, if you don't know what you're doing, no one else is going to know, that's for sure. And if you can't say it in a few words, they probably can't even understand it. Even when you can say it in a few words, sometimes it's hard for others to understand what you are really doing. I meet people when I travel and associate and I may see them for just a few minutes. And I have sometimes a minute to three to five minutes to tell that person instantly what I do and what an impact it can potentially have on the society we live in today. I better know it. I better know it quick, and I better be able to say it succinctly and quickly. All right. Um, formulate goals and objectives. We'll talk a little bit about that. Develop action plans from your goals and objectives. Review and adopt the plan. You know, it's possible you could do all of these steps up here and get clear down here to review and adopt, and your board could throw you out. If that's true, you probably didn't do the first part right. Okay? You probably did not fully involve your board. You probably did not clearly identify the mandates and the critical issues, but hopefully you did. And down here, review and adopt the strategic plan is a very important step because you'll never implement it unless the organization has agreed to do it. Okay? So if you say, I did this great strategic plan one day when I was at my desk, and here it is, you guys bless this thing and we'll do it. You're probably not going to have much success. But if you involve everybody, go through this process, and spend time and energy needed, at the end of it, they'll probably adopt it, and um, it may even surprise them what they voted to do. Mm. After being involved clearly during the process, down here when you're implementing it, they may say, why are we doing that? Um, because it's in our strategic plan. Oh, it is? Uh, yeah, right here. And you can point to it. And sure enough, it's there. And okay, good, they're on board then. All right, so implementing it, monitoring it, evaluating it, revising it once you have it in place, 
This is another whole process. It's another whole discussion. How do you implement a strategic plan? And it can be challenging. And it can have its pitfalls, its own set of pitfalls. But uh, I would say as you enter into this process, as you think about doing this, as you consider, as you weigh it in the balance, remember, it's a mandate that we have from Scripture and Spirit of Prophecy to do planning. And we should bathe the process in prayer and rebaptize it every day. You know, we've here, here rebaptizing uh, individuals, and we hope we don't have to do that every day. But when you're doing this process of planning, you need to pray much. Because God will sometimes open these little opportunities for you to make major progress on something you've been fighting with for a long time. And when he does, you need to seize that opportunity and move forward. Can you have a plan that is too bold? What do you think? Can you have a vision that is too high? Let's see. Higher than the highest human thought can think is God's ideal for his children. Can you have a vision or a plan that calls for too much? Not according to that quote. It says, higher than the highest human thought is God's ideal. Can we make it to God's ideal? Apparently, we're going to stretch ourselves if we do, because it's even higher than we can even think about doing. So we make this plan, we have this vision, and we go back later and we look at it and we say, well, I could have gone a step higher. Well, praise the Lord, maybe you should go a step higher. And the next time you look at it and revise it, that's an opportunity to go a step higher. So critical steps in the process. It's important for us to understand the process a little bit. There's, there's volumes of books been written on this topic. So what we're doing here today is we're just like scratching the surface. We're pointing you to a process that can be helpful, and we're encouraging you to consider this as something you could implement in your ministry to increase your effectiveness. So you're not going to leave here today with a strategic plan, sorry to let you know, unless you get a copy of the one that I got this morning. You know, I really do appreciate this. The fact that Elder Ryan was willing to come here and share with us this in-process document, I really feel blessed by this. I really do. And I'm, I really am going to take some time to read it and try to digest it. And you know why I'm going to do that? Let me tell you something. I want to know how Harvard Hills Academy, the organization that I serve, fits into this plan. Because this is the plan I want to support. I don't have my own little plan going off on my own little way. I am a member of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I'm in support of what they're doing, and I clearly say that, and I, so I want to make sure that I'm doing it. And now I've got something in my hand. I say, this is fantastic, but I can say now... I'm helping them reach objective da-da-da-da on this page. I, that's where I fit in. And I found just a little window on that today. And um, I, I won't be able to do it justice because I haven't had that much time to figure out all these things. But it, it mentioned in here that there was education is a part of their concern. Well, I'm involved in education. That's where I fit into this plan. I found myself just a little bit already, but I also found myself as an individual on page one of their plan. Objective, to engage all members. Who's that? Hey, that's me. I'm right there. I'm in the plan. My name is right there. Objective, to engage Steve Dickman in doctrinal study as essential to spiritual maturity. Fantastic. There I am. I'm in the plan. I'm a part of the Seventh-day Adventist strategic plan. Praise the Lord. Okay? Anyway, that's a little distraction. But this is a plan. And I'm glad I have a copy of this, and I really appreciate um, Elder Ryan sharing that with us today.
So we're going to just briefly run through this, uh, not spending really any time. Mission state development is an important thing. We talked about it yesterday. Uh, who are we? What do we do? For whom do we do it? Why do we do it? How do we do it? All good questions. Criteria should be brief, simply worded, easily understood, not so universal that your organization is not distinguished. Clear statement about what, who, and how the organization serves. It should have a primary thrust or vision. Ah, this is the, how many of you know this statement can repeat it? Uh, come on. OCI board members, you better start raising those hands. You know, we fought. How long did we fight with this? Hours and hours we spent fighting with this and refining it and tweaking it and going back to it and inserting words and taking out words. And And it's still too long. But this is the OCI mission statement right now that the board has adopted. They voted the strategic plan last August in Orlando, Florida. And now there are two of our administrative teams sitting over here discussing about what to do to change it. (laughs) (laughs) And the rest of us are... We would change it like just ad hoc like that. No, it's okay. Because we need to be constantly looking to see, can we improve, right? Can we improve? So... Outpost Centers International is committed to inspiring and facilitating the development of a global network of sustainable lay ministries. These ministries support the work of the Seventh-day Adventist Church through education, community service, health evangelism, and media, preparing the world for the second coming of Christ. It's a little bit long. Two sentences probably should be just one, but it's pretty comprehensive. And I think it states pretty clearly what our mission is. So those of you who are wordsmiths, take this home in your back pocket and tweak it and email Stephen and let him know how we can shorten it, okay? All right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, we're not going to pause for that right now, but it's a good idea. All right. What about a vision statement? A compelling conceptual image of the desired future, where and what we want to be. A critical ingredient for change, represents a constant purpose, inspires and invigorates, ultimate standard towards which progress is measured. Should be brief and memorable, inspiring and challenging, appealing and enduring, and OCI's vision to see a thriving network of lay ministries reaching every country of the world. I like it, don't you? It's pretty succinct, and I can say it, and I know what it means. (coughs) And I think that it is powerful because it is more than any of us can do by ourselves. It's more than we can corporately do together. The only solution to this vision statement is for us to be on our knees together every day. Okay? So it is beyond us. Praise the Lord. And, And we fought with this for weeks and months, and finally the last few words were tweaked, and I think it's a great vision statement for OCI. Core values, what will the organization, how will the organization conduct itself? How do we want to treat others? How do we want to be treated? What do we value as an organization? Values, they express the organization's attitude about people, the way the employees or clients are treated, processes, the way the organization is managed, decisions are made and services are provided, performance, the expectations regarding the quality of services. OCI's values. Accountability, balance, diversity, excellence, integrity, service, and sustainability. And behind each of those, there is a one-sentence thought that describes the particular aspect of accountability, balance, diversity, excellence, integrity, service, and sustainability. And you can look at those. And um, 
I have another example of a strategic plan that I think is uh, a, a good one because it was worked on by OCI. And it's right here in our board book. And maybe they'll even give everyone a copy of it soon. It's about 10 pages, right? How many of you would like to have a copy of the OCI strategic plan? Okay, I'm counting at about 50 hands. Okay? So maybe that can be arranged for you even while you're here. I don't know. But it, it would be good. It would be well for us, each one, to ponder this plan, to see how we fit into it and what it means to us. Because we're OCI members, right? All right. Goals. The desired result after three or more years. So a goal is not a short-term thing. This is what we're going to do by tomorrow. There can be short-term goals, but we're talking about the overarching goals for an organization. It should be in harmony with and clarify the mission and vision and values. It should fulfill or contribute towards fulfilling the mission. It will address priorities and critical issues. It will tend to remain unchanged. It will normally encompass a relatively long period of time. Well, let's see. Criteria. Gaps between what is and the desired future will chart a clear direction, be within the authority of the organization. It will be challenging but realistic, achievable, and measurable. There's a little acronym for uh, yeah, any, uh, a goal and objective, and you can study all this out, okay? Uh, OCI's goals. OCI has five goals. Growth, to attract and birth ministries. I shorten it down even further than it was. I just kind of cut a few words out, okay? Networking. Create an efficient and effective network within and without. We want to network among ourselves, and we want to network with outside organizations that we have interaction with. Communication. Develop a comprehensive communications plan. Finance. Create a strong, stable, and self-sustaining organization. Governance. Operate in an effective and productive manner. Those are the overarching goals of OCI. And I think they're worthy of our investment. Action plans are what follow after you do goals and objectives. Then you generally try to sustain those with action plans, things that will actually cause that objective to happen. And uh, these action plans are specific things that will be done to accomplish each objective. Each action plan is a step in the process. Each action plan can be assigned to a person or an entity to accomplish. Each action plan has a de designated start and finish date. And each action plan has a cost estimate. What's it going to cost to do this? And each action plan has a specific outcome when complete. We know what we did because it, this is the way we decided we were going to measure it. What are the potential uh, results? Well, we're going to take a moment to talk about that. Mr. Grabner, would you join me, please? And stand near because this is trying to be recorded, and I have the mother microphone. Mm -hmm. You have the daughter microphone. Okay. Anyway, um, so, Stephen, I understand that OCI has been through a process of doing some strategic planning. Tell me, from your perspective as the president of OCI, how has this affected what you do personally? Steve mentioned that there's about a 10-page um, strategic plan with action points. Some, are, yeah, some of those objectives help the office and give clarity and guidance um, in terms of what needs to be done. It also is very helpful in keeping the end goal right in front of us. For example, through this, uh, this last board meeting, which we just had Sunday and Monday, we took time and went through the strategic plan, which we just formulated in June, and then said, okay, well, where are we with this item? Where are we with this item? How are we doing here? Oh, we didn't meet this. We had a date for it, but that passed. Well, this is still a few years out. What do we need to do? Um, so I'm leaving Sunday. I'm flying to China. I'm going to take the plan, and I'm going to kind of go through, you know, there's some board items here that we didn't take with, we didn't really deal with. I've got to pull those off and figure out a way to get the board to do them. Uh -oh. um, you know, and, and so it's just very helpful in keeping right in front of you what really is the one thing that needs to be done. 
do you think that this is going to move OCI forward at a uh, more rapid pace than without the plan? I think so for a couple of reasons. Um, one, it, I, Steve alluded to it, once you've decided something, you already know where you're going. Mm -hmm. We have tendencies, a lot of the boards that I sit on, and I sit on too many, um, sometimes we rehash things, we've decided them, we forgot about them, but again, in our last board meeting, it was very helpful for individuals on the board to, as a conversation would arise, for somebody to say, well, you know, we already decided this, this is what we're doing. And obviously you don't want to squelch conversation, but once the board has done that, we're already moving down the road. And so, again, the vision of having supporting ministries in all the world has driven us as an office to go to some places where we don't have ministries to try to, to facilitate that. So, you know, having it, yeah, helps keep us on track in a very direct way. What would you say today to someone who's sitting here in the a group as we're discussing this and their organization maybe has not been through this process but they're thinking about it now. What would you say to them? Be careful. <laughs> You'll generate a lot of work. Um, if you're serious about it. As I said, you could do one of these, put it on the shelf and that happens. And then it was an exercise in futility. But if you're going to go through the effort continue the effort to finish the plan, which will only enhance your organization tremendously. And again, the plan is not set in stone. It's not the Ten Commandments. It's, it's the direction, mm -hmm. and periodically, every year, two years, whatever, it's like, okay, do we need to make an adjustment? Have circumstances changed as was presented? We're trying to get from where we are now, reaching to an uncertain future. We need to realize that the future is uncertain, but nevertheless, we need to be having a guide into how we're going to reach that future. Thank you. I appreciate that. And um, we've got a couple of individuals on our list today. I'm going to ask Vaughn if he would come up and join me momentarily here. Now, some of these organizations are more in process. Some of them are, are closer to being done with it. Vaughn Wildwood has uh, engaged in a process of thinking for the future. Tell me where you are in the process. This year will be the third time we've revised our, our plan. Okay. So we, we created a, an initial plan, business plan, three years ago. And uh, as we went through the year, we recognized that maybe we were too optimistic. And we had to do some uh, revamping of our, our thoughts and our directions. For Wildwood and for the organization as you serve in its capacity as president, how do you think this plan has helped Wildwood uh, in its general operation? I think it, it definitely gives us direction. One, one of the aspects that I think really we've uh, benefited from that's measurable is as we have been seeking donations for capital improvements. Uh, we were able to uh, give this plan to a prospective donor and say, you know, this is where we're headed. This donor hadn't uh, been donating to Wildwood for a number of years. When they saw the plan, they were willing to come on board, uh, gave us a donation, and I shared um, in the report we were able to address our AC needs in our medical building and administration building. And so, you know, as, as donors see that, it's something that shows that, well, here's an organization that's definitely got a, an end in mind, they've got a goal, they're working towards it, it's organized. So, again, as a final question for you today, someone is sitting here thinking about this, what would you say to them? I would say it's worth the effort. It takes a lot of work. It expands your thinking. It, uh, we, we have our constituency meetings coming up uh, next month, and as an executive committee, we're going to have to put in some extra hours to uh, finalize the plan that we're working with currently to present 
to our board. And uh, it takes work, but at the end it's worth it. And we've seen the payoff, and I think, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely a process that I would recommend that each organization goes through. Thank you. I appreciate that. Jeremy, Madison School. Now, last night you shared with us that you'd been involved in a process since last summer at the OCI meetings. It kind of spurred you on to some thinking in this direction. How do you see that this has, uh, where are you in the process, first of all, as, as an organization? Well, at the OCI board meeting, you shared similar things. And then at the end, I asked you, could you give me the PowerPoint mm -hmm. of that? And that's what I would recommend to all of you also. Um, get some tools, get the PowerPoint or whatever. Um, it helped me to, I went through it together with several uh, different groups, Matheson, Impact, and now Turning Point as well. Um, and, and so we have started the process, getting people involved, thinking what is our vision. Um, but at the point that we're at is basically we have, we're, we have started to, to formulate things, but we haven't put it into action plans yet. Mm -hmm. so, so that's where, um, that's what we want to do after, after this retreat, basically, with the different organizations. So, uh, Jeremy, tell me, were there any challenges as you began this process of talking to these organizations about doing this? Actually, um, it was interesting. I mean, to try to get everybody on board, that's, I think, a key point, point and get everybody inspired about this. And that, that was, a, I think it was a, a good experience with each one of these uh, places because they saw the point, they saw the, the, the necessity or the, or, or the value in actually doing a strategic plan. So, so it was actually not so difficult to get people on board now initially, um, let's say like that. Uh, and so, but that's the first step and, and one has created that together. So one has buy-in of each one of those board members which means that now, uh, consequently, to that vision, mission, and core values, we will develop strategic planning um, and, and action plans. With impact, we've gotten the furthest, and we started to actually put down some of these uh, things, and, and it has actually already helped us to focus, uh, and because we were starting to, to unfocus our, 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 our vision, I believe, mm -hmm. and, and, and what we wanted to do, and so we started focusing on, on producing resources for the other impacts that are growing, rather than trying to, to expand into not only doing mission trips, but also conferences and also mission schools and, and all of these things, but to actually focus on making uh, resources available for impact mission trips all over, so that they could be able to, and so that's one of the things that we, we decided to make a handbook, we decided to make a, a web page where everybody could, could, in a way, benefit from us as a, as a mother, you could say, impact organization. So these are, these are things that have been such a blessing for us because it has helped us to focus our, our energies. So what would you say today, Jeremy? Someone sitting here, they've never done this, you never did it, but what would you say to them? Yeah, try it. <laughs> <laughs> try it, try it. Yeah, get, get, uh, get a PowerPoint or you know, whatever and, and try to inspire whoever is, is, you know, has the authority to do something like this, your board, um, and, and give them a presentation about strategic planning and, and ask them what they think, you know, should, is this something for us? And I think most of your organizations, I hope, will, will, will embrace it and see, hey, you know, this is actually what, what gives us a direction, this is what will help us in the future. So I want to encourage each organization, I think, I think it would be a benefit to each organization to have that. Um, because it will make the organization so much more effective. Because the thing is that every one of your, our organizations does have a strategic plan. It's just not written down. Mm. The thing is, you're going to have action plans if you want it or not. I mean, you're going to do things if you want it or not. The question is, do you want to co coordinate them and plan them so that you can actually harbor that energy that you have so that you actually can see and... and yeah, make things much more effective. Thank you. I appreciate that. And um, it's a blessing to hear uh, some of these testimonies, just to encourage you that maybe there's something that you're praying about and thinking about. I talked with uh, Jerry at lunch. 
Jerry, is there anything you can tell us about your experience? Uh, Jerry's at Daystar, and um, they've been, I know, working on some things, and I just wonder if you'd be willing just to share a little bit. You're in the process? Yeah, we've just um, started a strategic plan, and we haven't got to the action plan part of it yet, but um, I found it a real blessing. I've had just a real desire to get each of my staff feeling ownership into what's going on. And so we actually have um, broken our strategic plan into about eight different areas. Mm -hmm. And so I have a different person in charge of each one. Amen. And any of the staff that want input joins that committee. So they're put, at this point, they're putting all those, those um, different plans together. And then we'll get together and, and put them together at a later time. Now, Jerry, we talked about one other thing, and that was you've been looking at the sustainability of your organization. How do you think that this will affect your organization being able to continue to the future? Yeah, I think a, a lot of our ministries, we have changes in leadership and kind of wonder what's the ministry going to do in the long term. And I just see a real advantage of having a strategic plan so that the ministry has something in place and um, has, has a, a vision that they're, they're shooting for. Okay, thank you. Appreciate you sharing with us today. As we close today, I'm just going to take a moment and uh, just give a little my personal experience as well. In 2007-2008 time frame, Harvard Hills Academy had 18 students. And we were working hard, but it seemed as we worked hard, we were not accomplishing our end result. The thing that we wanted for the desired future was not coming about. And so we were a little discouraged. And I went to a seminar. It was actually a fundraising seminar. And I told the person there, I need to raise a million and a half dollars. I'm getting ready to build a new girl's dorm. And they said, um, you're a little ahead of the curve. What you really need to do is stop and work on your plan for the whole organization so that you have something to take to your donors when you are ready to do this. And I was a little impatient. I said, I don't really want to stop. I just want to go get my million and a half dollars and build my dorm. Well, they just encouraged us to go ahead into this process. And I began to read and study about it a little bit. And I became convinced that's what we should do. And so I went to our board and I said, I'd really like to have us do some planning. And it's going to take some time, energy, and money from all of us. And, uh, you know, we struggled with that a little bit. Eventually, the board bought into it. We ended up hiring a consultant that came and assisted us through the process because we were afraid of ourselves, to be honest. We were afraid that we would not fully complete the plan or that when it was done, it would not be of the quality that could really be used in the way we desired to use it. And being unfamiliar with the process, we were not as quite as bold as Jeremy, and we didn't just launch out like that, okay? Uh, but we, we did. We, we ended up hiring a consultant come and assist us through the process. Today, five years later, 2014, Harvard Hills Academy has every bed full with every student it can take except one bed in our boys' dorm. We have, we're over halfway through the construction of our new girls' dorm. The Lord blessed us last year with raising almost a half a million dollars. And towards those projects that are ongoing, we're busier than we've ever been. We have greater needs than we've ever had, we feel, because of implementing this process of growing and maturing towards this desired end. It's helped us to do a whole bunch of things that we would not normally have done. It's helped us to focus our energy and our efforts and uh, a lot of prayer and, and uh, sweat and tears and blood went into this process, but it has also helped to bring even our staff together as a group and it's helped to solve personnel problems. I called someone in one time and I gave them the strategic plan. I said, you need to read this. I called them in again. I said, gave it to them again. I said, you really need to read this. I called them in the third time and I fired them. They said, why are you firing me? And I said, because you didn't do the plan. You're not following the plan. You're on a different plan. And it's okay if you have a different plan, but you can't work here and have a different plan. 
because this is where we're headed. And so it helps you to solve those kinds of difficult problems that would be otherwise sometimes seem insurmountable or unmanageable. And so I would just encourage you, um, today you, you haven't gotten everything you need, but you've gotten a little insight, maybe just enough where you could get started, maybe just enough where you could take the next step. Today the challenge is this. Would you be willing to commit to studying the effectiveness of your current strategy and adjust if needed? So think about what you're currently doing. Are you being as, an, as effective as you would like? And if an adjustment is necessary, then maybe this process can help you through that adjustment. And help may be available. You may not have to go it alone. Um, I understand they're going to put this PowerPoint up somewhere so it can be accessed if you want it. Um, Tim has, I talked with him before I used his name in vain, but Tim has said he would be willing to be available as a resource for some of those you would like to journey on in the process. And you've seen various other ones that are already involved, you know, others that are already experimenting with this and moving forward with this, call some of them. Get some counsel, get some advice, see what needs to be done, see how you can possibly benefit from this. And um, we just pray that God will bless because God desires us to be effective in His work. Let's bow our heads. Father in heaven, thank you today for this opportunity you have given us to think a little bit about planning. Lord, we just pray today that you will bless the plans that have been made and prayed over and, uh, and matured under your guidance. Lord, we pray for those organizations and institutions who may be considering this as a way to increase their effectiveness. And we just pray that you'll send the Holy Spirit and the heavenly angels to help them and Lord, we pray that as we leave this place today, that our commitment will be strong to you to follow your plans, not to make plans of our own, but to follow your plans in every area of our ministries. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.